Hello Storygoers and welcome back to another episode of Tales from the Cartridge, the video game storytelling podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, Eric Penrod. And I am your other co-host, Ryan Bauer. Ryan, give it up. Give it up, everybody. Give it up. Ryan got his PS5. I've done it. It's happened. I I did it. I did it. Ryan, Um, you must be feeling amazing. How are you? (laughs) And uh, what are you playing? Uh, I'm feeling really good. I was really excited. I um, was just telling you, I got an email on Wednesday from Sony Mm -hmm. that said, hey, we want your money. You want to give me your money. Let's do this. So <laughs> I, I, I was a little late to the link they sent me, but I was able to get my PS5 and it should be here on Monday, which I'm very excited about. So yeah, I've been, we've both been kind of working to try and find drops, but it's just so hard yeah, because we work and in the middle yeah, of the day, it's so yeah. hard. Yeah. But luckily Sony's fun found a way to, to help out, which is, which is good. So I was able to get one. I'm really excited about that. That's kind of been the highlight of my week. I was feeling really, really tired friday but my i knew my ps5 was coming yeah. so it was getting me through the work day as far as what i've been playing the new valhalla dlc came out which it's fun to go back to that game the wrath of the druids where you're in ireland which That's is really cool. fun hanging out in ireland and getting to to hang out there which is has been cool so me and my partner have been plowing through that here and there it's not huge but it's, it's big enough to kind of get you back into the mm-hmm. game and it's just a fun gameplay loop i've been playing a little bit of um outriders with our friend dave uh we played not last week, maybe one day last week. It's it's been hard to find time, and then um, I I dipped a little bit back into Destiny in uh, preparation uh, for the PS5 because there's a native PS5 upgrade that you get for oh, free. Yeah. So I'll get I'll get a very nice 60 frames per second Destiny, which I'm very excited about. Um, so I've been I've been playing a bit of Destiny as well, and I think I think that's everything. I think it's amazing. Like I've been like harping on Sony for like not doing anything with the scalper situation. I thought I thought so crazy. Like how can you not? have control over that i mean it's i mean it's, it's probably much harder than i'm giving it credit for um but it sounds like sony did a really good job figuring out a way to kind of get around that and specifically target the people who own the playstation it's probably through your psn account i imagine the email attached to yeah, that it is. yeah it is yeah and, and mm-hmm. directly send you a link that was specifically meant for you it wasn't like a, a link for everybody to go to at once you know at two o'clock because like you said it was like two hours later than you were supposed to like go yeah. and right it's still available to you that was so cool so hopefully mm-hmm. more people are going to get their PlayStation Fives this way. I know I read a I heard a report last week. I think that um, Jim Ryan, president of Sony Entertainment, no, he's like the head honcho of PlayStation right now uh, for North America, is uh, saying that they'd be back ordered still throughout this this year into twenty twenty two. So a lot of people still won't have their PlayStation Fives. Well, so that was like a huge <laughs> bummer to hear. But I'm so happy to hear that you got yours, and hopefully, storygoers, yeah. you know, for those of you who are still tr- struggling to get your PS Fives from those gosh darn gross scalpers you know who you are uh and hope you don't listen to this podcast thank you for your support i appreciate your support you know you're just dirty <laughs> all our all our story goes are just the scalpers but no i'm super happy you got yours i'm you know ratchet and clank comes out in three weeks i think we said mm-hmm. the, the 11th yeah um, and that's exciting that's mm-hmm. so exciting i'm doing good uh i had a good day went to the botanical gardens near us here in the good old state of maine mm, beautiful. and uh it was great they put up these wooden mm-hmm. trolls uh this danish artist created and shipped over to many different places around the world um there's five at the, the main botanical garden and it was really beautiful really nice um not a lot of people there uh, probably because you know it's a little early so it would probably be getting more uh Tourists soon. It's probably gonna be crazy, uh, <laughs> yeah. but it was really yeah. anyone in the area. I highly recommend you go to it. It's super, super nice. A lot of fun. A lot of fun. Very pretty. Uh, as 
for what I've been playing. I, I, I beat Returnal unexpectedly. Wow, okay. I, I, I was just on a roll. I was, it, Returnal is so interesting to me. I was at this, like, I was hitting this, like, wall. I feel like I was getting nowhere fast. But Returnal is, and I was, I think the reason why I felt that way is because I was going about it the way I would Hades. Because when you think of a roguelike, you think you have to kind of go through the same kind of level progression. And I always think of Hades. Hades is really the only, like, except for Dead Cells, which I wasn't, like, super duper into. I enjoyed it. But, you know, Hades was that model of what a roguelike is in my mind. But Returnal does it differently. And I think once I realized how Returnal... I don't want to spoil anything, so I'm not going to. But how you progress in Returnal is way different. And once I realized that, I started to kind of progress more and more realizing how you know you're not leveling up yourself per se but you know your weapons are slowly leveling up in different ways like around you know kind of outside the picture from what i realized and and the progression is very different so super interesting long, long story short the ending i still have no idea what i've played uh but there is like <laughs> and this isn't really a spoiler but the, you know there's an ending but then there's a like an extra ending for doing other things after you beat the game um oh that's cool. yeah it's really cool the game i the game does a really good job of making you think, like, I don't understand what's happening. I kind of do. Like, I kind of have a general picture. It's like I put a, together a puzzle piece that's like a Van Gogh piece, and I don't know what I'm looking at. You know what I mean? Like, I'm trying to figure <laughs> out what the heck I'm looking at now. So, it's cool. I'm almost, I'm halfway through getting to the secret ending. So, I'm excited for that. It's a great game. I think it's my game of the year so far. Returnal is fantastic. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's, awesome. it's, a, I, it's a game I just want to always go back to. Um I think it's weird that Housemark didn't put in a like a save point for the game. You have to put your your PS5 into rest mode, which freaks me out because I feel like my PS5 is just gonna blow up. <laughs> you know, because like, I leave it for rest mode for like a day, and then yeah, and then of course if you have an update. So this is a problem recently. I didn't even think about it. I put my game in rest mode. Didn't know that there was a patch coming out. It closed my game to install the patch while I was in rest mode. So my game that I was in the middle of is now gone forever. So I had to restart again. I was like. Housemark, how can you not think of this? Like, you've been making this game for a while. Like, how does this not come up yeah. in your mind that this could be a problem? I, apparently, they're trying to work on that to get this, like, save point in the middle of the game, but I don't know. Anyway, I've gone too far. Great game. Highly recommend Eternal. Also went back to Animal Crossing. I missed it. I love it. I'm going to try to get back into it. My partner and I started playing again, and it was just like, uh, oh, oh like, awesome. Yeah. I remember the day back when yeah. I used to play on the GameCube, and there'd be times you'd get on, and your favorite character would just be gone, and you have a letter saying, like, I decided to move. You're like what like no <laughs> and i think i i mean it was kind of fun when that would happen like when random characters just move one day you'd like get out of the game um it doesn't happen anymore on the switch so i don't know how i feel about it but it's kind of cool that i know at least all the characters i loved are still on the island which is cool and uh we're very close to beating pokemon snap new pokemon snap it's, yeah okay that's awesome great game yeah it's i think is like if you have a partner and that partner is nostalgic about pokemon the same, if not more, as you. I think it's a perfect game to play. It is so much fun. We let to rag on each other when the other person does better, taking a picture, like you know. And it's like all about like we're so supportive yeah. of each other. When we get good pictures, then like when someone else gets a better one, we like rag on each other. And it's just so much fun. It's just so good. And the game does such a good job of making every level interesting. It changes it in small, subtle ways sometimes, or crazy big ways. You're like, whoa, that never has happened before. I run this level like ten times. It's really, really, really good. I highly recommend new Pokemon Snap. So, Eternal and Pokemon Snap, game of the year so far. Uh, fantastic. <laughs> we'll see what happens with Ratchet and Clank, yeah. though. So, could change yeah, we'll everything. We'll could see. change everything. Uh, <laughs> well, we'll see. <laughs> okay, we'll see. Yeah. I think it's going to be good, though. I'm actually really excited for it. I think it'll be good. Yeah. I think it'll be good. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. 
But as always, story goers, we hope that you're happy and healthy and doing well. Uh, you can leave your comments, thoughts, feelings, and perspectives for the show and the stories that we cover at talesinthecartridge at gmail.com. All of the E's are threes. You can also find us on Twitter and Instagram. Comment, DM us, let us know what you think. It would be happy to share those thoughts, feelings, and perspectives on the show. We would also love to send you a nice sticker as a thank you for sending those comments. We still got a bunch. They're great. We'd love to have you stick them on things. Water bottles, laptops, Starbucks poles. All equally <laughs> accessible to the sticker of Tales in the Cartridge. So that's great. But today's episode is a smaller episode. It's a five-week yeah. month in May. May's one of the best, better months, I think. Is it my birthday month? Yes. So is that my bias? 100%. <laughs> so we have more, yeah. more episodes to share this month. And Ryan had the great idea to have an indie game to cover for this extra mm-hmm. week. So I thought that was a great idea. It's a game I've never played. So Ryan, would you like to share with the story goers what that game is? Yeah, so we are going to be covering a tiny, beautiful game called A Short mm. Hike. Mm. Yeah, really, really incredible game. that It's been kind of on my radar for a really long time, but I, I finally sat down. It's like eight bucks on Switch. It was on sale. I had some some Nintendo bucks. So it ended up being, I think, like three or four dollars. Um, and it's just like a really wonderful game. And I'm, I'm excited to jump into it. I want to know if it's actually called Nintendo bucks. I know what you're talking about, but is that what they're called? I don't think so. <laughs> I don't be. think so. <laughs> it should be. It I should love be it. Nintendo bucks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know they come up with a game of eventually there'll be nintendo dogs and you can buy them with the 10 bucks mm-hmm. yeah, your yeah it's a whole thing that they need to <laughs> contemplate your, your nintendo life <laughs> have a nintendo midlife yeah, crisis anyway yeah, yeah yeah there's a whole marketing that they could get in on it. really yeah yeah they probably plan this from the beginning honestly yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. but no so I, I have never played a short hike i've always I, i've heard raving reviews about it you know it's like it's i've heard it's a very beautiful game very short but very good um so i'm very interested to to talk more about it but we can jump into the background stuff of it yeah yeah let's do it short hike was released on windows on july 30th 2019 and then it came to switch on august 2020 and there's even if you get a if you've played the pc version and you want to check out the version there's a there's a whole added section to it which is really cool the developer added some stuff to it um, a whole new kind of way to traverse the world, which is really fun. Wow. Um, in the Switch version, so um, if if you if you've played it on PC and are like and want an excuse to go back, there's another reason. Cool. It was created, designed, and published by Abin Robinson Yu, one one guy. Um, he's been he was working on another project and he needed a break from that project and he took three months and he made this game. And the soundtrack was by the soundtrack is really beautiful. This is it would just be a really good soundtrack just to listen to. It's by Mike Sparling. So it's one guy was in between games. And he's decided to 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 make this game, um, but Eric, do you want to jump into some inspirations? For yeah, us? yeah. So the game was actually a side project that like you said um, that was made with funding from the humble original program. That was, and it was finished in three months. That's really cool. Wow, three months. That's insane. That is so cool. Uh, it's a game that was obviously inspired by capturing the experience of hiking in games, which is super cool. Uh, for the games that inspired it, those games would be Breath of the Wild, Zelda, Firewatch, Minute. The Frog Detective and Animal Crossing. I totally see the, the Animal Crossing stuff involved with that. That's awesome. Um, it's a game that uh, director Adam Robinson, you wanted players to get lost in the world to experience it, which is great. I love that this isn't a game that's like, this is a very short game, but it doesn't take away from the experience of what that game is. Like Breath of the Wild is like a 50 plus hour game of that. You know, like you could really dig yourself into that game and you can really experience it. But I like that it didn't really matter for adam to you know make this really short game but also make it a very immersive short game which i think is yeah it's very skillful 
Yeah, it takes a lot of skill to do that. To you know, that's cool. That's really cool. Yeah, and you can really clearly see the Breath of the Wild vibe to it, and that here's your goal: get there however you want to get there. There's multiple ways to effectively, which we'll talk about it, is hike this mountain is is your only kind of real driver. There's a bunch of ways to get there. There's a bunch of characters you can interact with that can give you things to make it easier, or you can skip all that and just kind of go. And it's going to be harder, but you can just go there and do it. So that that's kind of part of that Breath of the Wild inspiration. And then Animal Crossing, the writing is really Animal Crossing. They're all they're all every character in this game is an animal of some kind. They're all different characters, animal characters, and the writing feels very Animal Crossing. And it's kind of silly and eccentric and wild. I've never played a Minute or the Frog Detective, so I, I can't speak yeah, to those same. games. But I can certainly see the Firewatch, the nature hiking simulator type experience that they're going for here, which is yeah, it looks really beautiful. Cool. Like it makes me I think Ryan yeah. you said that when you played this with your partner, like you went out and you wanted to yeah. hike afterwards. <laughs> like yeah, yeah, and that's I, I feel like I get that same vibe from this. Yeah, it's a really wonderful game. Yeah, we should jump right into our experiences. So, Ryan, what's your what's your memories of uh, Short Hike? This is a game that's been on my radar for since it came out. It, it it just looks so beautiful and interesting, and I knew it was kind of this really good short experience, which is kind of perfect for my life as it is right now. Just if I can sit down in one setting and complete a game and have it be a really wonderful game, I'm really excited about that. But I didn't play it until last weekend or a couple weekends ago when I was writing the script. I was going to watch a playthrough. I was like, you know what? It's only a couple hours long. Let me just sit down with my partner and play it. And we sat down and we played this really beautiful wonder experience. And it was really great. Both because like me and my partner got to do it together and go through this adventure together. And then it's just a really charming, sweet, heartwarming game. But Eric, do you have any memories mm-hmm. of A Short Hike? I don't, actually. I don't. I'm sad to say I don't. And I want. And I'm, I feel like because, like you said, Ryan, as you get older, like being an adult, takes away all your time <laughs> you know uh, all your time to buy ps5s but uh you know like it's i i'm excited to kind of learn more about this game and i think it's inspired me to want to play this with my partner as well who enjoys hiking a lot you know more so than i do so like and, and i like hiking so i think it'd be fun to kind of play this game that's also like a you know a nature simulator we my partner and i played firewatch we really liked firewatch a lot um and animal crossing is a game that we also love playing too so i think this is like right up our alley i think this is like the perfect mix so Awesome. Well, cool. All right. Do we want to dive yeah, right so, into a short hike? Yes. Yeah, so let us let us take off on this journey <laughs> up a mountain. Yeah, we're gonna go. We're gonna climb a mountain together. Cool. A blue sedan is driving along the road at night. It passes forests and mountains as it makes its way wherever it's going. The destination is unknown. The driver, hidden from view, begins to speak. Claire, you're going to have a great time here this summer. I think it'll be good to get away from the city and take a break from everything else going on. Are you still awake? Maybe. Hold on a little longer. We're almost at the ferry. Aunt May and Claire arrive at the summer cabin in the woods. Claire, a young gray-colored bird, wakes up to a beautiful sunny day and greets Aunt May, who's sitting on a log near a cozy fire. Aunt May wears a ranger cap and is a maroon-colored bird. Hey, how's it going? I haven't seen you all day. You been busy? Um, kinda. Well, not really. I've just been waiting around for a call. (laughs) Well, that's your problem. There's no reception out here. Wait, what? Yeah, I mean, pretty much no reception. You might be able to get some at Hawk Peak. Oh yeah, I guess, but that's pretty far, isn't it? Oh, it's not that far. We've all made the trek before. I figured you would have gone already. Oh yeah, I've been I've been meaning to go, but I, I just haven't gotten around to it. Well, today's a great day as any. Just take White Beach Trail and head north to the fork 
that follows the sign for Hawk's Peak. No problem. Hawk Peak really is wonderful. You're going to love it. Yeah, I've, I've heard a lot about it. It's quite a hike, sure. But our family has been going there for generations. The hot springs at the peak create these amazing updrifts. The feeling of flying there is incredible. But is, isn't it kind of dangerous? No, not really. It'll be no problem for you. So what kind of call are you waiting for? Oh, uh, um, you know, the thing. Oh. Oh, I'm sorry. I forgot. Don't worry about it, dear. Don't worry about it. I'm sure it'll all work out fine. I think a nice hike will help you take your mind off it. Claire heads off on her short hike. There's a path from the cabin she's staying in. It sneaks around the side of the island. She begins to walk along the ocean. It's windy outside and she can smell the salty breeze coming off the water. She heads down to the beach and spots something shiny in the sand. She crosses the bridge with the waterfall and walks along the beach where she meets another bird, Jen, who's wearing a turquoise shirt. Jen runs up to Claire excitedly. Hey you! Find me 15 shells! What? Why? I want them! Yeah, but why? It's a secret! Okay, I'll, I'll keep an eye out. Claire continues on her way down the beach shore. She spots something glittering on a rock nearby and picks it up. It's a coin. She quickly puts it away in her bird pocket. The waves are soothing and the sand beneath her feet. She finds a sign. It points to various paths and directions, one of them towards a particular stretch of beach on the shoreline, Sid's Beach. Claire spots a young frog sitting on the beach in front of a sandcastle next to a large shovel. Hey, dude, what's happening? Oh, you know, just jamming out on the beach, building sandcastles and whatnot. Sounds like a good time. You know it. Can, can I borrow your shovel? Sorry, bud. I need to make sandcastle construction. Isn't it a little big for that? Yeah, but that's just how shovels are. You know you can get smaller ones made for sandcastles? What? That sounds fake. But if you can find me a better suited shovel, I'd be down to trade. Claire continues exploring, making her way towards the trail. She walks along Sid Beach and finds 14 more glittering shells. After collecting them, she returns to Jen. The cool ocean air makes even the smallest task calming and a much-needed break. I got your 15 shells! I'll take them! So now what? What? I mean, uh, do I get anything? No! Jeez, not even a thank you? That's not very nice. I do what it takes to survive! I never promised you anything! Actually, I do have something for you. A new job. I already have a job. Well, make this your side gig. And what if I don't take it? It's your loss. Good jobs are hard to find. So what will it be? Claire begrudgingly takes the job. Jen gives Claire a shell necklace. Deliver this to Ranger May. That is all. Claire walks back towards the ranger cabin and her home for a time here at the park. She takes the necklace to her hand. Got a delivery. It's from Jen. Oh, wow. That's so pretty. She's such a nice girl. Clacking all those shells must have been a lot of work. Well, actually... Mm -hmm. oh, oh, never mind. Oh! I remembered something. I found this golden feather in the cabin. Figured you could use it. Wow, thanks. This, this is weird timing. Is this like a reward for delivering the necklace? Uh, no. Claire heads back away from the cabin, intending on starting her hike up the mountains, but runs into Jen again. My sources say you delivered the goods. Your sources are correct. So what about that pay? Okay, okay, here you go. Jen gives Claire ten shells. Enjoy your shells. So, what's your deal? I deal in shells. Claire, after giving Jen 15 shells, delivering the necklace to her aunt, flies down to Sid Beach to check out on the little frog. The sandcastle has multiplied. There are now four more castles in front of the frog. My sandcastle is now part of the Sand City. And also, I'm running in a wholly contested election for mayor. Oh, oh hold up. The election results are coming in. Okay, okay, I'm tallying them up. Third place? What? I built this city. Uh, sorry for your loss. It was a tough race, but it's okay. 
I managed to secure a seat in the city council. Claire leaves the frog and continues on her way. Encouraged by the optimistic frog, she spots two birds, one sitting in a referee chair, the other one on a beach volleyball court. Claire goes up to the one in the chair. Hey, Julie, uh, how's the day going? We're going to play games all day. Sounds fun. How do you like the big chair? It's great. Claire sees a stick lying on the ground beside the chair and picks it up. She notices the other bird is holding a stick as well. She goes over to him. Looks like you've got a net set up. Are you two going to play volleyball? Volleyball? Nah, we invented our own game. I think it's going to be the next big thing, Claire. Yes? I formally challenge you to a game of beach stickball. That means you have to play. Yeah, you have to. It's the law. Can't fight the law. Uh, okay, okay, I'll play. Claire hops to the other side of the court. Rules are simple. Keep the ball from hitting the ground by hitting it with the stick back to the opponent. The person with the most points wins. They play for a while with Julie's watchful eye and referee calls. Claire and her opponent manage to keep the ball in the air for a total of 20 hits. It was quite the achievement for the young birds, and Julie awards Claire 40 coins, a large sum of money that Claire denies at first. The bird informs her that their family is rich, and she's earned it. It's time to go. Claire spent quite some time on the beach collecting seashells, playing beach stickball, and she hasn't even seen the sign for Hawk's Beak yet. It's time to begin the hiking. She waves goodbye to the young ones and heads back to the main trail. In a short moment, she sees a wooden sign for Hawk's Peak and a fork in the road. She takes the right path and continues her ascent. So, Eric, we, that's kind of our first um vibe of of this game we we get a bunch of interesting characters who are just kind of hanging out and having fun um yeah what are your feelings on kind of this world so far all, all these characters you interact with what kind of vibe you're getting what, what, are, what are you feeling so far i love i love games like this that like the carrot it makes you feel like the all these like side characters that you aren't playing are living their just lives and that they're not like npcs per se like like they feel like they're alive and that they're just living in this world with you it's not like a world that only you have like control over so i love i love the frog and his is losing the election like it's so funny it is like i was laughing so hard recording that with you just a minute ago it's like it's just hard to keep it like, it's just so stupid but like so it's so charmingly stupid like it's funny um i just love how you know, I, I love the little jab that they put into about like doing a quest you don't get anything for. <laughs> like you do, like it's like a video game yeah, jab, yeah. which I think is so funny. Mm-hmm. Um, I love this so far. I love this. I feel like um, Claire is a character that everyone can, can relate to for one reason or another. It just seems like a very kind of normal character, but in a good way. That's not. Gonna, I don't say that in a kind of negative connotation. Um, I have a feeling that I don't know if I were, if I were to guess, I literally have no idea about this game. So don't give me any hints, please. I don't want to know. I feel like Claire's trying to talk to some kind of partner, you know, a romantic partner, uh, maybe going through a struggle right now. Um, and that's why they're waiting for a phone call and they don't want to like leave the house at first. So I think that's what is happening here. I think it's the motivation to get to Hawk Peak. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm curious. But Ryan, what do you think so far? When you first played this, like, do you, what did you think of this beginning stuff? Yeah, I mean, when I, I again, when I went going into this, I just knew it was kind of a, a fun game. Um, I, but I had no idea other than that. I knew it was well-received. But these first group of characters, and again, I didn't even include probably three or four other characters that you meet on this beach. Um, and they're all really wonderful, and they're all really charming and really sweet like this. Um, it, it just, like, sucks you right in. You have this, like, beautiful music playing. You're walking along this kind of beautiful pixelated world, and you're meeting all these really wonderful, charming characters. One of the things that I think kind of sets the tone that we didn't include here is when you're playing beach stick ball and the first time you hit it back and forth and 
Um, the other player you're playing with never misses, but you do miss. And the first time you miss, she's like, oh, you won. He's like, what do you mean? There's no, there's no losing in this game. We're just working together to get as many as possible. Like, it's just this really sweet, charming, like there is no, there is no, uh, at least on this beach that we've met, there's no one who's out to get you or no one to set any, anything in your way. They're, it's all really positive and wonderful. And I will say, I, again, I encourage everyone to go play this game because you don't have to just like go to the beach and then climb up. You can spend an hour or two hours, as long as you want, anywhere. You can go all the way around the beach, and there are some parts that we won't see in this playthrough at all because the the main path is maybe 20% of this island. There is so much more to this space that you can explore and see and characters you can meet, and I really encourage everyone to go do so. But yeah, I, I think it's really charming. I think it sets up this kind of um, Claire's drive as she wants to get this phone call. Um, so it already has this tone of like technology in, in this kind of hiking world. Like in at no time is it saying, what are you doing on your phone? It's like, oh yeah, if that's important to you, here's a way you can do that. You know what I mean? Which I thought was really nice. Um, but helping, helping her understand that. But yeah, I think, I think that's a really good guess for a motivation. I think that that's a, that's a good guess. I like that also that, um, May is like, a, she's very supportive. I think it's very easy for an older generation and be like, why are you on your phone? Like, why are you, you know, you're in nature. You should be enjoying nature. But I like that Mage is like, oh, I understand. Like, you know, well, if you want to use it, like you can go to the top of the mountain and work, you know, work in, it should maybe work up there. Like, I think that's cooler than like berating a character for wanting to get an important call. And like, so kudos to them. I think this is a game that kind of exceeds expectations in weird, different ways that I was anticipating. Yeah. So it's, I like it. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. I love the frog. He's a character so <laughs> Yeah. So and funny. I again, I, I did cut out the final interaction with the frog, which I'm not going to tell you guys because I want you to go check it out yourself. But the final action is my favorite interaction with the frog. It is incredible. So please go it's check so it out. Funny. It's very good. Um, but well, we, can, we can jump back in. As Claire approaches the increasingly steep landscape, she pots an orange fox wearing a maroon shirt. Who stands below a large cliff. They seem to be waiting at the bottom. Claire approaches, not ready to take on the large cliff ahead. Hmm. I was planning on hiking to Hawk Peak, but the path suddenly got really steep. Do you, do you think it's climbable? Well, it would be if I had gotten a golden feather. Apparently they sell them at the visitor center. So how do, how do golden feathers work? Well, when you get one in your pocket, you'll feel much lighter. And that makes climbing easier. Wow, that's that's pretty cool. It is indeed. So why are you going to Hawk's Peak? I'm going to take some nature shots from the top. I wouldn't call myself a photographer, but it's just a fun hobby. I'm going there too. Oh yeah? I heard it's a nice long, I heard it's a long hike. Is it? Uh, my aunt always says, it's just a short hike away. My aunt always says, it's just a short hike away. But she's totally an outdoors geek, so I think she underestimates it. Well, if we make so. it up top at the same time, you have to get my picture. Sounds like a plan. Claire leaves the fox and continues to climb up the cliff where she finds a wooden trail sign pointing the way towards Hawk Peak. Following the advice of the photographer, Claire makes her way to the ranger station. Claire climbs up a little hill and notices a campfire. A mouse with the ranger's hat sits by their cabin in front of the campfire. Howdy. How can I help you? Uh, I, I heard you sell gold feathers here. Ah, we do. You can buy one for 40 coins. But luck. Claire has more than 40 coins from adventure playing beach stickball as well as from collecting on her travels. Can I, can I purchase a golden feather? Sure, here you go. Have fun out there. Thus begins Claire's hunt for golden feathers. Hawk's Peak seems awfully high in the sky, and she knows that more golden feathers will be helpful if she happens to stumble on any more feathers during her day. 
She heads towards the trail, along her way, making her way slowly up the wooden path. Walking along, she hears the snapping of figs, the crunching of leaves on the ground ahead. Claire approaches a white rabbit with a blue and purple athletic shirt. They pace back and forth anxiously at the nearby black wood trail. Uh, hi! Hi! Uh, are, are you okay? Uh, not really weird. I'm supposed to run a marathon race today, but I lost my lucky headband. I've worn it every race I've ever run. I don't know if I can run a race without it. Where'd you lose it? Somewhere in Blackwood Forest, I think. I, I think. I could I could take a look for you. You do that for me? Sure. It's a red headband. I can give you a reward. I can give you a pair of running shoes. Don't, don't you need those yourself? I just got sponsored by the shoe company. They gave me like 10 pairs. Whoa, congratulations. <laughs> Thanks. But uh, let me know if you see that red headband. Claire turns away from Hawk Beak and makes her way into Blackwood Forest in search of a lost headband. The pine trees sway as the smell of pine needles fills the air. The crunch of soil under Claire's feet and the chirping of the birds fills the damp forest. Moving along the trail, Claire spots another runner in the distance. A light green turtle wearing a red headband dashes through the pines. Claire follows and eventually catches up to the turtle. Uh, oh, weird question, but where'd you get that headband? I don't know. I've had it for ages. Why? Uh, well, I was just talking to this rabbit. She says she lost her headband somewhere in the forest. Oh, you mean Sue? Uh, maybe. I, I didn't get her name. She was really worried about it, though. She said it was lucky and she needs it to race. I'm supposed to race her later today. She's so talented. I've been really looking forward to it. <laughs> what if I gave you mine? I'm pretty sure it's the same kind. Maybe she wouldn't notice? Oh, well then it wouldn't be lucky. Uh, I don't know. See if she wants it. Let me know how it goes. The turtle continues to run down the trail. Claire quickly makes her way back to Sue to return the headband. <laughs> Any luck finding my headband? Uh, well, I found this. That's not it. Those soot stains aren't in the right place. Uh, ew. Where did you find this? Actually, the, the turtle gave it to me. They said you could have it. They're, they're looking forward to the race, and they didn't want you to miss it. What? Really? Taylor the turtle? Like, they're like the regional champion. This headband has to be at least like twice as lucky. Possibly even quadruple lucky. Okay, I'll take it. I'm so pumped. Take these running shoes. So you really think it's luck? Well, I don't know. I've gotten this far, and it's just me. Like, it's got to be luck. Well, maybe a little, but you're you're so fast, and you've trained so much. You've got this far because you're good. Oh, well, I know. I think I've known all along, but I don't know. I get so nervous. Sometimes I wonder if this is all just a fluke. But you're right. I don't need luck. Here, you can have the headband back. I'm going to do this all on my own. Claire makes her way back towards Hawk's Peak Trailhead, but not before putting on her new running shoes and headband for the tough climb ahead. As Claire climbs higher... The dense pine trees start to fade and the forest opens up. The light from the midday sun shines down through the golden leaves of the birch trees. Following the trail sign, Claire makes her way towards Hawk Peak. As she climbs, she noticed a strange sight. A large lake nestled in the side of a mountain. Meteor Lake. The warm sun makes the cool water look enticing, and Claire heads over to cool off in the lake. She dives into the crystal waters of the lake, a refreshing break in her tough climb. As she steps out along to the beach, she notices another green frog, this one lounging on the towel, a shirt and sunglasses. I'm so stoked to eat breakfast. But it's already the afternoon. Tomorrow's breakfast. It's the best meal of the day. Sometimes, when I'm about to go to bed, I get so excited by the thought of it, I have trouble sleeping. So what makes breakfast so great? Dang, have you ever heard of pancakes before? Yeah. Bacon? Waffles? Eggs? French toast? A fruit bowl? Yes to all. So you know what I'm talking about. After a refreshing dip in the water and the talk of delicious breakfast foods, Claire heads back to Hawk's Peak Trail. She makes her way upwards, the sound of a rushing brook that runs along the path, 
is making this increasingly difficult incline much more peaceful. As Claire gets higher and higher, the temperature starts to brah, and the air begins to chill. A large sheer cliff now stands before Claire, the last big climb before the summit. Standing next to the cliff face is a blue bird wearing a dark green coat. He leans casually against the cliff wall, as if waiting for someone to come by. As Claire approaches, he calls out, Psst! Hey kid, you want to buy some gold feathers? Yeah, okay. (laughs) Cool. It'll be 80 coins per feather. But that's twice as much as the visitor center. Go buy feathers from them then. But they're all sold out. (laughs) Guess you're out of luck. So you want to buy some feathers or what? Claire grabs out some more of the money she won playing stickball on the beach and buys more feathers from the bird. She buys all he has to help her make her way up the steep cliff. Eric, we're coming to the final climb. What are your thoughts so far? What do you think of all the characters we've met? And Claire's like gone through a pretty big hike so far. What are your thoughts on kind of how she's feeling or what the purpose of this whole adventure is? As we're Again, as we're getting to the end, you made that prediction. Does that still hold up? We haven't gotten any other information, but what are your thoughts? I still think that's my guess. I don't have any, like you said, I have nothing else to go on. So that's kind of what I'm thinking here. But I almost feel like this is like a journey of self-discovery that Claire is an understanding that she's going through or that they're going through. Um, so I find it interesting. And again, I love the characters of these. Like the, all, Every character has their own life that's going on. Is not, has, it doesn't have anything to do with Claire. It's just they happen to meet and then Claire like has this seemingly positive impact on their lives and they continue, they go off and continue their lives and they do their thing. Um, so it's cool. I love that. And I, I think, I feel like Claire might be learning more about herself as she continues down this journey and, or I'm sorry, continues up this journey. Um, that's what she's going on. <laughs> anyway. Uh, <laughs> but no, I think it's cool. I like it. It sounds like, it's just like, yeah, it's just a sweet little game. It seems like there's just a world that you're thrown into. It's not about Claire per se. And it's just about everybody. And Claire's just a part of it. And I like that. I like that. It's not just about Claire. Like it's not, Claire is the only important person that we're, focusing on like, everybody's important in different ways i think that's really cool so i don't know if that's the intention or not but that's what i'm getting from it but i don't know what do you think ryan so far yeah I, I think the same thing i think they he because it's really only one person he did such a great job kind of designing this world and again i've left out at this point i've left out probably 15 characters um that we haven't we haven't wow. interacted with because there's a whole other side of this island that we haven't met there's a, a person who they wanted to enter that race that sue's gonna run in but they missed the deadlines so now they're doing parkour around the island and you can parkour race them <laughs> and there's just like all these really charming wonderful characters all throughout um and i think like you said they're all kind of going through their own experiences and claire every time she interacts with them in most cases she has like this really positive wonderful experience and this thing that she was kind of dreading that she was like i don't want to go do this hike um, or I just, cause I just want to stay in bed while I wait for this phone call. Now it seems to be something that has ended up being really positive and she's had to challenge herself to do and met all these like people who she's helped or has gotten some kind of experience from or engaged with along the way that has, has been positive. And every character, like you said, is kind of going through their own journey and they're all on this, this, they're all on this mountain, this pike for a different reason, but all of those reasons kind of intermingle or, or she just kind of sees them doing their own thing and keeps going, which, again, makes the world feel more alive. But, yeah, I totally agree with what you said. Yeah. 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 It's cool. I love that. I think it's I think it's fun. It's cute. It's just very sweet and very just – it's just fun to kind of jump into and to be a part of. And there's no there's no threats, which is nice. It's nice that there's a few games like – there's many that are like it, but it's, it's just nice when you play – after you go and play games, just like, there's always a threat of danger. There's always, like, this, like, thing you have to overcome. And it's just nice that this is a game where it's just, like, you know, you're just – going for a hike mm-hmm. and you know there is a goal but it's not like imperative you know you get to just take your time with it and 
you know it's not detrimental so far um to make this climb so it's it's cool it's it's cute i love these and these characters are just so much fun they're so much fun to do yeah yeah and and the the feather guy who we just met who you so wonderfully voiced he is like the first protagonist or an, sorry antagonist type character we've met who like is in the way of the character that being said if you explore you don't need to buy his feathers but if you want to you can and after you've bought all his feathers he's like oh man i i was hoping i'd raise enough money to go to for my tuition next year i don't think i'm gonna make it and then you can offer to give him more money um in exchange he gives you an item that another character asked for early on but again it was a character i didn't get to include although he was re- he's a really wonderful character who is like terrified that he lost his watch and someone's gonna sell it on the internet and he hates the internet it's really charming <laughs> and sweet um but again just didn't didn't fit in so i really encourage folks to go to go meet these characters but yeah so like even this like antagonist who is like out to kind of be in your way is doing it for what is a pr- pretty good reason and is just trying to like do what they can to get by they have their own they're not just there for claire they're actually he explicitly says i'm here to you know get tourists out of their money what are you doing here you should know better um but he's, he's just again uh, it's just a bunch of really interesting characters who are really wonderful i love that and i love that. that's such a, a good take even on like uh, our reality and, and today like in, in real life like one person's actions can seem totally wrong to one person but Maybe they are actually justified. Like today, I had some dude, I was driving to the Botanical Gardens, right? And there's a giant truck behind me and we were all stuck behind this light, right? And we we're slowly creeping up and he goes around behind me and then cuts in front of me. And I'm just like, what are you doing? And then the, the light turns red and he's stuck in front of me. And I'm like, well, they're really <laughs> worth cutting in front of me. We're both stuck here. And I thought, and I, and I, I was kind of complaining about it. I was like, unless, unless he has someone pregnant giving birth in that truck, then I'm angry about this. You know, but then I was like, oh, wait, what if it actually was like an emergency? He's trying to get somewhere and he's desperate to. I was like, man, I feel bad. <laughs> like maybe, I mean, more than likely, I would say he's probably just being a jerk. <laughs> but what if he isn't and I just don't understand? Yeah. What if they're not and I just don't understand? So that's the kind of perception. And that's the thing I've got to get better at myself is being more open minded to what's happening. Not get it walked all over. I'm not coming in front of you know all the lines <laughs> they were standing, but at the same time, also be mindful that maybe they're just going through a hard day, and you know, so. But you know, I still hate the. What is be open minded? <laughs> uh, all right, let's jump into the end of our short hike. Okay. Wow. Oh man, the end. That's yeah. crazy. This, all right. Yeah. I feel I feel a little emotional already. <laughs> The mountains are covered in ice and snow. It's cold and the freezing winds aren't helping. Whenever she climbs and flies, her golden feathers freeze up. Luckily, she spots a, st- a stream wafting up from a pool of water nearby. Could this be the hot spring her aunt was telling her about? She stepped in. The water instantly warmed her up, unfreezing her feathers and soothing her aching body. There was still quite a bit of path left. She climbed out and continued on. Claire glides, climbs, and jumps expertly from hot spring to hot spring while climbing the trail to Hawk's Peak. She has to be careful. Too much vigorous climbing or flying without a hot spring to warm her up could be dangerous. Claire climbs up the frigid cliff and is greeted by a familiar photographer standing on the trail to the peak. A broken bridge leaves a gap in the trail. Hey, it's you again. We're almost at the top, but it looks like the bridge here collapsed. There might be another way up, but I could just collect more golden feathers. Claire had luckily gathered enough golden feathers and able to fly across the gap. Finally, she spots the final climb to the top. Claire dips into the final hot spring to refresh and defrost her golden feathers before jumping out and climbing to the top of Hawk's Peak. Ugh, phew, I, I did it. She's so high up, and it's gently snowing around her. The sky is vibrant shades of purple and blue as the northern lights twinkle all around her. 
There's a stillness and silence. Claire sits down to enjoy this moment, this moment away from any other living being, and ponders her hike up to this point. She thinks about all the people she helped and met today, the interesting places she explored, the wonders she collected. She admires northern lights all around her, and the moon glimmering in the distance. Her phone rings in her pocket. She just remembered. There's some self-service up here. The whole reason why she needed to climb up here in the first place. Claire answers the phone. Hello? Hi, Claire. Mom, I'm so glad to hear from you. I've been waiting all day to hear from you. I've been worried. Oh, honey, I told you I'd be fine. Yeah, but you always say that. And I always am. Anyway, how have you been? Well, I'm at the top of Hawk's Peak right now. Oh, wow. I love it up there. May and I used to go up every summer together. It's about time you made it up. Yeah, I know. You're so big now. My little girl's leaving the nest. You don't have any need for little old mom. But I do need you. I'll never not need you. When I heard about the surgery, how come you never told me this was a thing? I didn't want you to worry. I know you can get worked up about things. I could have been there for you. You're all alone there now. Really, it's nothing. Everything was fine. I'm just glad you're okay. I love you, Mom. I love you too. A rumble from the ground begins to grow stronger and stronger. Wait, something's happening. Was that the famous Hawk's Peak updrift? Uh, it looks like it. Claire stares down at the warm pool a short distance away. A strong, steady draft is blowing into the sky, starting in the pool. You should catch a ride on it now before it fizzles out. I want to, but I'm, I'm kind of nervous. Claire, you can do it. I'll come visit you soon, okay? Also, don't forget to say hi to Aunt May for me. She's probably waiting for you to get back at the cottage. Bye. Love you. Claire hangs up the phone and looks at the updraft nervously. She takes a deep breath and jumps. The draft immediately pushes her high up into the sky, even higher than the peak, and Claire, si uh, and Claire sails down to the island. The northern lights shining, she slowly circles the island as she drifts slowly down. The snowy rocks begin to reveal some pine trees, the snow melts, and more deciduous trees begin to appear in vibrant colors of green and some oranges. She sees Meteor Lake, and some islands come into view. The beach line comes into focus as well. She lands home at Aunt May. Hey! Did you make it back to... Did you make it to Hawk's Peak? Yeah, it, it was really nice. I, I can see why you like it so much. Though, it wasn't exactly a short hike. I'm really tired. <laughs> well, maybe it was a bit of an understatement. Only a bit. You hungry? I'm gonna break out the hot dogs soon. I'm kinda tired out. I'm gonna take a nap or something. Oh, I almost forgot. Mom says hi, and everything was okay. Oh, that's good to hear. Your mom's a tough bird. I knew she'd be alright. I'm really glad I came. It's been nice. I'm glad you're here. You can visit anytime. Claire heads into the cabin for a nice nap. The end. Aww. Eric, that's it. That's yeah. the whole, that's, that's a short psych. Like I said, I, I left out a whole bunch of, we left out a whole bunch of characters. Um, there's a bunch more interactions. You can re-interact with a bunch of people once you have made this hike and go see more people on the island. Um, but what are your thoughts on the overall experience? Um, Claire kind of this again you you miscalled who it was but it, you were still you were still quite close it was kind of an emotional experience that she was struggling with um yeah what are your thoughts I so I'm, I'm actually happy that I'm wrong I feel like because of like I feel like the era that we grew up in has kind of shifted me to think that every single important call has to do with some kind of romantic relationship and, I, and maybe I'm just maybe I'm off of that maybe it's even earlier another generation I just feel like that was every single story in like the 90s and early 2000s that was always that romantic relationship you know that you know that important call it never had to do with your parents like you know what I mean so I, I love that this is almost like a, a different take for me like it's this is a, a equally if not you know more so for other people um 
important relationship to focus on. And I like that this is what the, the, the reason was, you know, Claire's mother had a surgery and Claire didn't know. So Claire feels kind of hurt. And that's kind of why they're in the slump. You know, they, they, Claire obviously needs their mom. Their mom is very important to them. So I think it's really cool that that was the main reason why it wasn't some stupid boyfriend or, or not, I'm sorry, it wasn't some stupid, you know, partner drama or anything like that. It was more along the lines of, you know, as we all, at the end of the day, we all love whatever mother figure we have or like parental figure, honestly, we have, I think is a better way to, to go about it. So, you know, and that relationship is always so important to us. And I like that. That's the reason why for this. So I, I'm, I approve. I think it's fantastic. I love the story. I love the, it does blend in so many games. And I think that's what's so cool about it. It's all done so well. It is like the perfect combination of all those games. Breath of the Wild, the climbing, Animal Crossing with the look of it, uh, Firewatch with the nature. You know, Minute, I feel like I think the character designs are kind of the same if I think of what Minute is. And I never heard of the Frog Detective. So I don't know how that plays into it. But, you know, I'm sure it does a good job. If it does so well with all the other games that we've mentioned that I have played. I feel like it had to do Raw Detective well, probably too. So, I mean, I love it. The characters are fun. The story's good. It's simple, but it's beautiful. 10 out of 10, I want to play it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's it's a really beautiful game and a really charming experience. And I hope you still can go enjoy it with your partner, even though you've already kind of... You you know what the end is. That being said, there is so much more to explore on this island. Um, One of the things that I was... uh, Actually, I was was writing the script and I was playing this game and I actually heard a... A podcast, not important, but effectively it talks about the concept of a low narrative story, a story where there is a story, but it's it's not what's important. The The story is the story you tell yourself as you're playing it or the experience that you, the route that you take is going to be different than other people take. And there's a, there's an empowerment and an interest to that. And I think this is a really great example of that, of this kind of low narrative experience that is still just as satisfying, just as charming as kind of a story, a game that tells you exactly what your reasons are and tells you where to go and gives you all those experiences. I think this is another really great way to tell a story that gives you more freedom. I think really hearkening to that Breath of the Wild experience. Yeah, for sure. And that's why I I think I like that because it's a game where you can make it as long as you need to. The story can be as dynamic as you want in terms of how many characters you meet and how how many you help along the way. Or you can just focus on yourself and you can make this a short experience that goes right to the top. And I think it's really cool. I love that. It's kind of like the the player impact on the story which i think is really fun yeah yeah and i think regardless if i feel like if regardless if you meet all the characters or not it's still a beautiful story in some way shape or form you know like you don't have to interact with all these people to better yourself or to you know become this like better person because kind of at the end of the day claire seems like she's the same person that she would you know she didn't really need much convincing to help all these characters so i don't know if she necessarily sees herself as a better person now this journey but you know she's always kind of been that good person that would help anybody kind of mentality. So that's cool. So it's not like this, you know, crazy story that, you know, this person has this radical change and, you know, there's a whole different person since, the, you know, the start of the story. I like that this is very uh, concise, short, and and sweet. And I think it's a, a good formula for a story like this. So. Yeah, and I think for... for I. I think one of the things that I enjoyed so much about this is I, I, you've you've been to Arcadia and you, right? Did you guys end up going? No, to not yet. Oh, to, I was gonna yeah. say. Well, there. I, I don't know if you've had this experience, Eric, of 
a really steep, difficult hike. And then when you get to the top and you ha- you're at the top of this really big, beautiful kind of landscape, it is such an amazing experience. It is so well captured in this story that it, it, it just, I think if you've had that experience, it makes it even more meaningful. So if, again, if you're somebody who hikes or likes to hike and has gone on some tough hikes, but you end up at these really beautiful summits, it kind of makes it even more meaningful. That's cool. Yeah. I mean, I never, I, I definitely had some good hikes, um, but I, I never had one that's like taken, you know, that's been super challenging. So I, I feel like the reward there is probably significant. And I've, I, you know, we've gone hiking several times together, even here in Maine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Beautiful place to, to hike, by the way. You should totally come. Tourists are always welcome, <laughs> whether we want them yeah. to or not, right? But um, I think there's always <laughs> yeah. some like amazing views of just like, wow, I'm so glad I did this. Like, this is just yeah. amazing that, you know, beautiful, beautiful lookouts and just like, you know, it's so cool. So. I think that's a great way to keep in connect with nature on days that maybe you don't really want to go out and connect with nature. I think video games do a great job at kind of immersing you like that firewatch experience. Like what a great way to kind of feel like you're immersed in nature. Like what if it's a really crummy day out or it's at the time in winter where you can't really go hiking anywhere you know, unless you're, you know, you really want to get the, you know, get the, the snow boots out and get the <laughs> the tennis shoes. You know, I mean, never, never, never. But like, it's just really cool that video games allow you to have that kind of experience. Maybe when you don't even necessarily want to actually live it. I think it's kind of cool, you know, but then you, you do have that motivation. Like, yeah, actually, I really do want to go on, a, you know, an actual hike. You go out and you experience it. Like, man, this is amazing. Like, it's just so, it's just cool how you can have similar experiences in very different ways. And that's amazing. Yeah. 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 But yeah, it's the short hike is a great game. And um, again, we only covered such a small piece of it that everyone should go get it. It's eight bucks on the Switch, which is a great way to experience it. Um, and there's just so much to see, but yeah, that's, that's a short hike, everybody. Woo! Ryan did a great job on the script. Fantastic. That was <laughs> good. That was Thanks. really good. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for your incredible voices. <laughs> yeah. The story goers, hopefully you liked a story of a short hike. Uh, send us your thoughts, feelings, and or perspectives to tales in the cartridge at gmail.com. All of the E's are threes. You can also comment, DM us, DM us on our posts. Let us know what you think, and we'll happily share those on the podcast. You can also earn a super, super cool sticker. What? Is it sticky? Yes. Is it cool? Yes. What more do you want in anything for a comment? But yeah, no, that's our story for today. We will be recording another episode next week, and we'll let you know what that is soon. It's a, it's another guest episode, finally. Yeah, We're doing it again. Yeah. yeah. Oh, um, man. It's exciting. Should we announce it now? Do you want to announce it now? We can. It's okay. Gonna, it's exciting. Yeah, yeah it's very exciting. I, go for it. Go for it, Eric. Oh, no. I insist you. I insist. This is thanks um, to you. <laughs> okay, so our next episode is maybe going to be a big one. Um, is going to be Baldur's Gate, uh, the uh, the 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 DLC between Baldur's Gate one and two. Jesse is coming back. Woo! He's been working on a script for a couple months now. It's wow. going to be incredible. I can't wait. Um, so he will be back in the next episode. Um, Baldur's Gate Siege of Dragonspear is the name of the episode. Is the name of the DLC. So it's going to be fun. Um, I can't wait to see what Jesse does with it. Um, but yeah, that's going to be it's going to be a good time. Oh man, I was nervous. My voice is in this episode. I'm gonna be extremely <laughs> anxious in the next episode. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Okay, I gotta like prepare myself. Like just like I gotta be in the zone. Like I am a voice actor. Gabe Newell has reached out to me. And I'm gonna be in Portal Three. That kind of mentality. You know, like that's what I gotta yeah, do. get in there. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of which, Gabe, we still haven't heard from you, dude. What's what's taking you so long? Come on, come on, come dude. On. Come on, Gabe. Like any yeah. day now, we will, we will. I would do it for free. Would you do it for free, Ryan? 
Not to put it oh, out there, sure. but yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I do it for I free. Mean, yeah, no, yeah, no, no yeah. money at all. No, no money at all. Yeah. I, I think we can say this now at the end of this episode, because you'll probably never listen to this full episode, I would say. He's a very busy man. Not because it's not good enough. It's definitely good enough. He should. Yeah. That's on he's him. He's very busy. He's very busy. So even if he does that for us money, we can be like, hey, you know, once we, you know, sign the contract, so it's good. Then he's like, yeah, like, you would have done it for free, dude. You even mentioned it in our podcast. <laughs> but, you know, he won't. Yeah. He's cool. He's, he's, Made yeah. of money at this point. <laughs> anyway. Probably. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed this episode, Storygoers, and we will see you in the next episode. Bye! Bye. I do what it takes to survive!